Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, smashers. This is a gorgeous episode, thank you, if I don't say so myself. I'm joined by the brilliant writer Molly Naylor to eat space food for astronauts. Have fun. You'll hear why. Um, first things first, thanks for listening to Hoovering. Can, do you mind telling everyone else about it? Cheers. Um, you can give it a five-star review. I love that. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast. I also love that. You can give me money to help run the podcast go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod i will consult you on important decisions if you're my patron thanks if you're already my patron you get things like guest recipes discount tickets to live shows and thrillingly loads of exclusive content come and see me do some stand-up i'd really love that i'm gonna do a preview pretty much every monday throughout october and november apart from the 18th of october at the camden head or camden comedy club as it's also known in camden i'd absolutely love to have you there i've made it really cheap and i'm going to be joined by some of my most funny and brilliant friends from Desiree Birch to Sarah Pascoe to Jen Brister, Sarah Barron. Yes, all the Sarahs of comedy and then all the other funny people too. Also, Molly, who you're about to listen to me Hoover with, has got a brilliant new graphic novel out called Lights, Planets, People. And I have I hadn't at the time of recording read it. I have now. It's joyful. Well, maybe that's the wrong word for it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Grown up graphic novel. Yum, yum, yum. The only other thing to let you know is that everything interesting I've just mentioned and am about to mention throughout the podcast is, as ever, in the podcast notes. 
everything I put in capitals means I've made it into a link. Please use those notes because they take me ages to make. Okay, Molly and me met on the Zooms as she's based in Norwich and we hoofed some very exciting rocket food. Recordings <laughs> in progress. We finally have made it to a place where the internet works. It's That's good lovely. to know. I'm having to learn on the hoof where I can or can't record these at the moment. So look what arrived amazingly today. Yes. Lights, planets, people. So how many times have you read it a few times now today? Has that been, have you read it three, three or four, I think? All I've done is read it today. No, you need to tell me, you need to tell me what it is. <laughs> and um, you tell me what it is with no spoilers and then I'll read it. And then, um, but this is why we're going to eat space food, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a book, this is a graphic novel I wrote with uh, the brilliant artist Lizzie Stewart. And it's, um, so I wrote this play ages ago called Lights, Planets, People. And uh, it's about a woman called Maggie, who is, she's like 60 years old. She's a space scientist. She's incredible. And she's launching this, um, well, she was launching this mission. It's like the most important legacy mission of her life to find other habitable planets. But this is, I'm not going to do a spoiler, but something happened with the mission. I'm not going to tell right. you what, but it's not. It's not good. And so now she's in this position where she's got to do a lecture for like young girls to inspire them to get into science with this like big failure behind her. Oh, wow. She's doing that at the same time. She's having therapy to talk about why her relationship with the incredible Jane went wrong. So she's we spend like half the book with her trying to reach her ex-girlfriend and half the book her trying to reach these young women and then half the book half the story that's not there's three halves <laughs> i love I a three half that. book yeah it's in three halves and then the other part is this like real time um lecture where she's trying to inspire these girls but she doesn't feel like she can inspire anybody because she's just had this big failure and she's also oh, bipolar wow. so she's got some mental health stuff going so yeah so it's the big themes are like communication and failure and legacy and yeah what you do when you're like 60 and you've been sort of planning your life into something and it hasn't gone the way you want like how you how we find meaning amazing um, yeah wow fucking yeah. hell but the I was problem gonna make is a joke about yet another woman writer writing autobiographical story <laughs> <laughs> but actually you know as it went on well, and on actually it's, like, oh. it's my fate it's my first no it's not quite it's, but it's like the least autobiographical thing I've ever written because normally yeah. it's like, even if it's not directly autobiographical, it's like, it's a woman called Polly Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. My stuff, I mean? Yeah. yeah. I th- as the older I get with, this has got nothing to do with eating and I promise to move on to talk about eating, but um, the older I get, the more I'm like, the more people get crossed off the list that I can't do stand up about. Like, <laughs> it's really bad. It's like, oh, oh, my son's get, getting to an age now where I, I should really ease off that. And I, I, I've sort of, I've rinsed my mum dry now and she gets quite sad if I do anything that's not very yeah. accurate. So that needs to probably get knocked on the head. I'm in a happy relationship for the first time in decades bollocks they, you know they, they can't give that a good slagging yeah bloody hell <laughs> even if something funny does happen i'm, I'm properly morally going to get permission for fuck's sake what does it leave us with astronauts um that's all we've got that's yeah. all we've got <laughs> <laughs> um so that is why we're going to eat space food today and i i reckon we just crack on um 
I am scared of eating this. Are you? Yours did arrive, though. Yeah, it did arrive. Yeah. Although mine looks different. I've got a red one. So mine's a Neapolitan oh. ice cream sandwich. What's yours? <gasps> is that is that's not what I sent you, though, is it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, this... I've got a vanilla ice cream sandwich. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm, so... quite, I'm more excited about mine, so that's good. Okay. Well, the packaging's thrilling. Um, oh, I do wonder whether I should have got a drink ready. To have. I've got a feeling it's going to be quite dusty. What's your predictions? <laughs> really? I think it's going to be really um, moist, like a lovely lemon drizzle cake. Yeah. Oh, I like... It looks like drugs within. It certainly does. It looks like... Well, I could never have afforded this amount of drugs when I was no, a that's child. A, More into a big drugs. oblong of drugs. And, um, lovely. It smells sort of, I suppose, reassuringly of fuck all. Mine oh, no. smells um, exactly like Neapolitan ice cream. It looks like a sort of um, arid um, <laughs> choc ice. That, that, and close up, I must correct myself, it's really vanilla-y. I'm nearly excited. How I, hungry I, I are you? <laughs> I'm not very oh. hungry. <laughs> oh, I, I am. <gasps> oh, God, I'm into it. Yeah. It's Have a mega biscuit. Hang on. No, no, I just had a little crumb. Sorry, okay. I just didn't want to let, drop a crumb. Um, oh, I'm just having to photograph this shit. Okay, it oh, looks yeah. like a huge bourbon with yep. a big white inside. So does yours. It's not colourful, even though it's meant to be Neapolitan. It's got a little pink end. <laughs> it's got a little pink end. <laughs> what a horrible like, thing to yeah, say. Yeah, like a sort of pet cat or dog. It's got a little pink end. Okay, it's sort of... It, it, I suppose you'd need it to be light, wouldn't you? You need all your food to be light, but it's weirdly light. It's weirdly light, and I just... Do you know the reason I can't go to space? Like, obviously, there's there's other reasons, but my main one is, I imagine this, like, every three times a day, this. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. do it. All I have is food, and I wouldn't have it. I suppose you'd be looking at the Earth from sky... Yeah. From Sky. That's what it's called. Sky. <laughs> I can't. You've right. snapped a bit of yours off, but I'm scared to touch mine in case it falls to bits. I'm going to chomp in. Okay, ready? Ready, go. steady, go. Oh. <laughs> Holy fuck. Fucking mm. Um. It tastes like a. Um... I don't know. Some, I'm getting something I've had before. Hang on, let me go in again. I think I took too big a bite. It's just, <laughs> I feel like I've got an asteroid in my mouth. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so dry. It's so crispy and dry. It's like what you imagine polystyrene to taste like. Obviously, it wouldn't. Mm. Yeah, it does feel like a bit like eating delicious sugary furniture. Yeah. Do you know what? It could be worse. Like, it could I'm... be worse. It's fine. I'm sure of having they, more. Are they, yeah, I'm, I, I, I was like, mm, oh no, actually, I'm, I will finish this. <laughs> but I want a cup of tea to dunk it in, which I'm sure you're not allowed in space. No, um, no. I've got one, but it's not space tea. No. How do you have your space tea? I guess you've got to put it in a, like a catheter bag and su- supple it from a tube. <laughs> you could make it I'm... nice within your mouth, couldn't you? Mm. Even in space. That's what I'm doing now. I'm like putting it in the tea because I've got tea. Sorry yeah. to rub it in. Yeah. No, I was too disorganised to arrange a tea for this. I've promised to save a bit of this for my kid to try, and I'm not sad that I have to save a bit because it's no. 
It's quite a big oblong of ice cream sandwich. Have you ever had an ice cream sandwich in normal life? No. Not one of those. I've had one of those Ben and Jerry's witch things where you get like a cookie, a cookie with ice cream in the middle. That's yeah. a really great. That's a really great way to live. Yeah, I've had I, I've had an Arctic roll. Obviously, mm. I have. I'm not. I'm not a cunt. Uh, <laughs> which is just like a fucking stiff version of that. Um, can I stop eating? Do we yeah. have to carry on forever? Yeah, or? it's an hour of eating actually. <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, it's really encouraging of disordered, disordered behaviour. You just have to keep eating. Yeah, it's weird the podcast has lasted this long actually because it really brings out. <laughs> It really makes people really, really, really full and sad and miserable. No, you must stop eating if you wish to stop eating, and I will too. Um, you recently, we met because you were directing music video. Yeah. Um, for your missus, Grace yeah. Petrie, and I was in it, and one of the, and it was brilliant, and it's going to be so brilliant, and one of the other lovely cast members, and I can't remember who it was, but said about, a man who ate, who smuggled, a, a astronaut who smuggled a corned beef sandwich into space. Yeah, so that was um, that was Paddy Jervis from Johnny and the Baptists. And he yeah. told us this story at dinner and we were having our lunch. Grace yeah. Paypal, thank you very much. Thank and, you, uh, Grace. We had it delicious. at Kyle in Leicester, which is the absolute bollocks. So good. And so he's telling us this story, this anecdote, and like with the whole table was like, oh my God. And like, we believed him that this yeah. guy had like gone into space and he'd like almost accident, not accidentally, he knew he was doing it, but he'd like mm. snuck us, call me savage. And me and Grace were talking about him the other day and we were like, that can't be true. Like, <laughs> wow. it must be one of those anecdotes. But I, like, the, I love that. just does I don't the think rounds. He's a liar. But I think no. it must. Um, I don't think we should. But he has. He does. It. He's got the air of someone who'd believe something he was told when he was fourteen and still be telling that story twenty years on. One hundred percent. That's he's like just his so whole lovely and gullible. Exactly. But I am reassured to tell you, I've looked it up and it did happen. No. Absolutely happened. Astronaut called John Young, who only just died this year, age eighty-seven was on the Gemini 3 in 1965 with one crewmate, Gus Grissom. This article tickled me because it's like, he's most famous for walking on the moon. And I was like, mm, I mean, he's not, is he? Because we'd never heard of him. He's most famous for the sandwich, guys. Yeah, and they, they were already up the sky, up the space. And um, he popped out a little sandwich, which his crewmate, Gus, got momentarily arsy about. But then they both tasted it. But then it started quickly disintegrating. So there must be something about there must be some e extra glue <laughs> in space food because because that was the problem was that there was bits of rye bread and beef and apparently it stank under those conditions. I guess it had been so in his it was pocket like for a spreading out, going yeah, into the and going into the machinery, tiny wow. particles that no one had factored for, going into bits of machinery. Um, yeah, and there's a funny thing I want to, and 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 it's fascinating. So the, his, his crewmate was like, "For fuck's sake, whatever." And then they got over it. They both tasted it, realised it. It was pretty rank. Stuffed it back away, and and that it was disintegrating and going everywhere. But then they got on with it, and they got on with their mission, and none of the particles of crumb actually damaged anything. But when they got back, there was an enormous investigation, um, and NASA went absolutely 
batshit about it. And where is the lovely quote? There was a lovely like quote from a, there was a great big like Senate hearing about it. And it, the sandwich got made them all a bit famous. Oh, <laughs> I think it was something like, oh, where is it? Oh, in the House of Representatives, one member of Congress called it the $30 million sandwich because that's how much money was spent debating it afterwards. What and would then, they debate it? Like, what, what what his punishment would be or what? Well, I don't <laughs> think he ever got punished, but, like, how would they got to the... Basically, the, the bit that tickled me is some... A senator says something along the lines of, we are making sure that a, a corned beef sandwich situation will never happen again. <laughs> Like it was the sandwich's fault, the offending, the the, the one in the wrong was the object, the bread and the meat. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think what they were like, how the fuck did we let this get to a situation where this guy was allowed to tuck a sandwich in his pocket? Yeah, like was it in his pocket? Like what was he wearing? Was it in his pocket or was it up his bum? Was it in his bag? Where was it? Well, he did say it was smelly, so maybe he had smuggled it anally. (laughs) (laughs) no in his pocket he said but who knows pocket could be a euphemism yeah Yeah. all sorts of euphemisms in the olden days it's secretly very dirty bastards (laughs) anyway it's enough about space i can't wait to read your book and i want everyone else to as well let's talk about eating more generally do you how much you care about eating i care about eating so much that i uh like when I, I had COVID a few weeks ago and I lost my taste and I I it was a, I only lost my taste for like three or four days but I was fucking depressed I was so yeah. like I wake up and I think about every meal you know I think about breakfast and then when I've had breakfast I think about lunch and, and, yeah. and stuff like there have been times when I'm like is this normal and I'm always trying to work out how much other people think about food and what's normal but like I feel like I've got it's quite a quite a normal relationship, but then that did feel quite odd in COVID. I'm like, oh, I've got nothing to live for. I've got no joy yeah. <laughs> if I haven't got food, you know. But I don't think that's a bad thing, is it? It's just a sort of acknowledgement of the self. I mean, I started a whole fucking podcast about it. That's how much I like thinking about it 24-7. And when you were saying, if it makes you feel better, when you were saying, when I eat breakfast, I think about what I'm going to have for lunch. I can't, almost can't wait that long. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to, know, to know what's no, not all, not all the time. Sometimes I'm busy, but actually, like I think what lockdowns did is put me in a loop where I'm like, oh, I really liked having that control over the food management in my home, and really yeah. as well, just doing this podcast for so long. I'm like, I love being having the privilege of an income that means I can, but also just being a grown up who can go, I can have whatever I want whenever I want. So I'm really going to think about it. Like, what am I likely to feel like wanting on that day, and what needs eating up, and what like yeah. it is just ever present but in a lovely way same and I don't have you ever been out with anyone who isn't into it because I went out with this guy who was uh not really into food and he said to me the saddest thing I think anyone's ever said which is that um if he could take a pill like a food pill instead of eat food he would and it honestly it like as soon as he said it I felt like I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to dump him at some point and then I did like not it was probably like six months in it but I just found it so, like, it hurt my body mm. and my soul to hear him say that. Have you yeah. ever gone out with anyone like that? And how did you dump them? Yeah, I have. And amazingly, I still let them break my heart. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I did. He would, He. it was a bloke again. And he would, um, he would, I think, you know, with very kind intentions, but he would, like, 
seemingly romantically be like, oh, I'll have some dinner ready for when you come round. And it would always be the same thing. It would always be some really bland pasta, a really tiny portion. He really believed in... um, comically for someone who drank heavily he believed in really restraint when it came to eating as very would love talking about how good it is to not overdo things and yeah and it wouldn't be disgusting pasta but it would always be the same pasta it wasn't quite as heartbreaking I don't think he'd have taken a pill but I have spoken to people I'm because I'm fascinated by it I think I wonder whether there's a disproportionate number of athletes who you know the people who have to weigh shit out and stuff I can't think of anything worse, but I, but that who must just see it as fuel if they're able to go, well, I need to change my body in this way for this job. Uh, so I'll just change my fuel. Yeah. You're like, oh, right. It's a lot. It's very different to that to me. I can't just change my fuel. <laughs> Jesus. No, absolutely yeah. not. One of the saddest things I heard recently, and I might get in, well, I don't know if I'll get in trouble. I, I, I do um, a thing in the gym called CrossFit and um, that I watched a video of a very elite CrossFitter. Um, what I thought was going to be about their like daily, well, it was about their daily nutrition. Fascinating, right, on the internet. Um, and I had to stop watching it because it's making me so sad because she kept saying, she kept saying, I'm going to have such a big lunch. Like she's working out all morning, like to, to the point, to breaking point exercise all morning. And she kept talking about this massive lunch. And then it was just the smallest bowl, the smallest little bowl of weighed out brown rice, chicken, nothing else. And a few peppers, I think some raw peppers stirred in. And even in my mind, I'm like, if you're like an health icon, shouldn't you have a few more veggies? Anyway, then, um, and then she was like, and, I, and that's not even everything. Now I'm going to have some more carbs. And then she had half an apple cut up. <laughs> that's, that's she so called upsetting. that carbs. Is that, she called is the that apple carbs? carbs. <laughs> I, well, according to whoever's telling her what to eat every day, it is. Yeah. I'm sure there's Jesus. a gram of carbs in an apple. Fuck. That, um, made I, me, that makes me as sad as your ex-boyfriend's tablet of yeah, nothing. Yeah. I, like it makes me sad when people just when people talk about carbs at all like I guess I get it a bit when you're an athlete but just when you're just a normie going through the world and you're like yeah. and you know when people are like hung over and they're like oh I want some carbs and it's like what do you mean you want some carbs now like <laughs> I want carbs 24 yeah. 7 I'm just like on a carbs drip with my yeah. life and I think that's fine it's yeah that sort of weird like fetishizing carbs is this like naughty treat it's just yeah Carbs is not a naughty treat. I've had no. to do. I've ended up having carb special episodes of this to celebrate the carb. Brilliant Ruby Tando. Are you aware of her? She was on yeah. Bake Off. Yeah, she describes it that, that that sort of the normality of that conversation, especially amongst women, as yeah. um, an international carb crisis, which I really yeah. liked. <laughs> it's true though. It's like why are we? Yeah, I mean that is we. It's an absolute motherfucking necessity. Yeah, it's bizarre, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I've really recently found as well that if I don't have many carbs in any meal, by accident, um, it was just whatever I most wanted, and it ended. I'm not. I don't, I want something else straight away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was once on a date. I feel like now I'm realising that all my relationships that haven't worked out are because I've just judged them for being like yeah. not enough into food. But I was once on, a, <laughs> I was on this date with this like really lovely woman who uh, was talking about 
salmon. Um, mm. we talk, I don't know why we're talking about salmon, but we were. And she, <laughs> why is that we, so funny it's in itself? So amazing we were to go on talking dates about salmon. We yeah. talk about salmon. We do all sorts. And she, she was like talking about how she, you know, like in Tesco, we get those little packs of like raw salmon that you are yeah. then going to cook. And she was like, yeah, because you know, you get two in a pack, but if I've, if I don't have any carbs, then I'm, then I'm obviously like, and I can have two, I'm allowed to have two of the fillings. <sighs> And then I was like, I was like, what do you mean you're allowed to have two? And she's like, well, you know, because because then I, it's just not not too much, is it? And I was like, what do you mean it's too? And she's so skinny. I was like, what do you mean it's oh, too much? Like, are you trying to are you trying to lose weight? And she was, and then she said something so sad. She was like, well, you know, it's just at school. I was like ginger and I had glasses, and I just thought I can't can't be fat as well. And then, so I was a bit like, whoa. And, and so she's, so she's very skinny and I'm like, I don't know, like I have a human woman's body. Maybe I'm mm. like a 12 or sometimes a 14. And, and, and she, she then like looked at me and I think there was this elephant in the room of like, I have a bigger body than her. Yeah. And she said, she went, but you know, I do find you attractive, right? <gasps> oh God. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh like, no. And I, d- I just don't think that she knew what that anything she was saying was bad. I think she thought it yeah. was all fine. And that's like, it's, I guess that's for so many women. And it's not like her fault. Obviously, that is like society has taught her to think like that, yeah. about her body and about other bodies. Um, but it's just, I was just like, I can't explain why. Like, if you don't know why, that is like not the one for me i can't really explain it i think we're just in a different in a different relationship with our bodies with with salmon because you know i don't you've got to be on the same page about salmon you have haven't you and um yeah i don't we don't need a reason to have two small fillets they are very small (laughs) but that's (laughs) but it wouldn't matter you can have them both massive you can can absolutely have them both i am i'm only and in treaty occasions carnivorous but for a long time if i had a hangover i specifically desired not one but two chicken kievs yeah good yeah with carbs um <laughs> um what are you having if you've got a hangover um it's disgusting no it's not disgusting i, I suppose it is <laughs> i'm having crumbles <laughs> say again I'm having prawn balls from the Chinese, cool. you know, with right. the sweet and sour yes. sauce. Yes, old yeah. school. It's all I want, and it's quite hard to find them these days because food's been um, so fancified, and <laughs> now it's like I can I can find some like satan Thai style cauliflowery like whatever, but yeah. I want the prawn balls from the old school. Do you know what I mean? I want egg yeah, fried rice. Where, and where you've actually balls. got like maybe a square centimeter of prawn surrounded by a tennis ball of fried of savory donut <laughs> yeah it's making me quite like mouth horny now oh me too no that. i know <laughs> the word savory donut blew, blew a gasket in my <laughs> mouth what a thought what a great thought and with that like nuclear like neon orange yes. sweet and sour sauce a hot Hot to the point where a blistered mouth roof is an inevitability. Yes. So if that I'm is like, awesome. If I've got the kind of hangover where I know that I've, <laughs> I'm just thinking about this one time where it was like probably the worst one I've had in quite a few years, and I I'm like very conflict averse, very um, yeah, just very conflict averse, and I but I'd shouted at someone, Jess. It's like I'd shouted at a man for being a sexist, and um, it was sort of brilliant at the time, and I felt very like. 
powerful. But then the next day, when I was like lying in my bed, I just felt like I'd like ruined the party and, you know, all of those social hangovers. And I was just lying in my bed trying to, it was a beautiful sunny day. I was in there for hours just like trying to get up the sort of energy to go and get my prom balls. <laughs> It was a, it was a low but a high at the same time. I don't know. I can't even work out if it, if I was justified in shouting at him. But should we say I was? Yes, I think we should agree forever in a rock solid, unchangeable decision that you were. Thank you. Oh, I love it. That's a great answer to the hangover question. Best answer I've had in ages, if I'm honest. Has no anyone said anything like others? where you're you just completely? Has anyone like? Uh, a nispo salad or something where you're like bullshit loads of people <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the podcast it's quite a, it's one of the questions that's been around for a while and it's it's like three and three quarter years I've been doing this for and there are times where I believe people I think when people say something like really um sort of you know nutritious and fresh like faux that comes up quite a lot I think I kind of get it it's salty like, so I sort of get it. Um, but when people go, I just have to drink so much water. Or the worst is when you get people. I'm literally singling people out now. <laughs> no one will ever do the podcast again. But when you get people that go, oh, I can't really eat with a hangover. You go, well, you haven't really got one. Something's wrong yeah. with you. That is yeah. something's wrong with you. If you can't really eat when you've got a hangover, you fucked it then. That's something else. You're still drunk or high <laughs> then. Because that's once you've got a hangover, all you can do is eat. Yeah, you that's can't. It. That's the whole point of a hangover. So you can't really stop eating. I do find these days. I say I keep talking as if I'm a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed recently. I think because boringly, I've not been getting lagged very often. Um, that when I do have a hangover, it takes on a. They've got quite distinct personalities. My the hungers of my hangovers. And um, on Sunday, I had a really sugary one. Which Did I haven't you? had for ages. Yeah, I wanted sugar in my tea. I wanted, I we bought. I bought. Um, M and S have got really upped their um, chocolate game in recent weeks. I might have to do a whole other episode on this. Um, but they do bags of like, like, uh, oh, the size of a golf ball rounds of chocolate. One of them are full of cookie dough. Another one of a miniature walnut whips without the walnut. They're called just chocolate whips. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And um and the other ones are giant milk buttons but mint chocolate. I know. So Incredible. Had, I saw those and bought all three bags just for the old chocky cupboard. And um and the whips one were open and I'd say once every 20 minutes to 30 minutes, I'd pass the cupboard and just pop a whip in. Yeah. <laughs> and it absolutely saw me through the day. I have learned with age, with because I'm 100, not to go. Because I think historically in my 20s, I might have sat down with that bag and put it away into me. Yeah. And, um, and then felt worse. But actually, if you just drip feed, if, you, yeah. if you're able to go one an hour, one every half an hour... You absolutely level it out. That and actual painkillers really do work. I like the idea of the different flavour hangover. Like that one, yeah. I really like the one, <laughs> the fact that you put sugar in your tea because it's like you're like an old lady who's had a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I woke up and I, I wanted my missus to get me one of those silver blankets like I'd yeah. finished a marathon, yeah, or witnessed a car crash, yeah. Terrible yeah. whiplash. 
I have like a salt, <laughs> mainly I have a salty one, but occasionally where I sort of want like, I want the prawn balls always, but I suppose sometimes, yeah, it's like the soy, like the like sushi or something. And then sometimes I want, I have, I think I have quite a, like a 90s, like a late 90s one where I want, um, I want to watch like Empire Records and I want yes. dairy milk and ready salted walkers. Oh, yes. Crikey. Oh my God. That is superb and a can of coke obviously yeah a can a can of proper red coke um a a podcast guest put me onto that i'd been sticking with the diet cokes just because it's so in my dna from teenager and from a from a a life a wasted early lifetime of dieting to have diet coke but with a hangover and and i think i'd even trained myself into believing the lie that i don't like real coke you, you know, know how many people get that oh it's just too sweet for me yeah like, bullshit okay, when was the last time you tried it were you five because yeah, i think you might need to try it again yeah <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's it's medicine when you've got a hangover whereas diet yeah. cake isn't um recently before the it was about a year ago the first time me and my girlfriend had like a hangover together uh we she was like I heard her in the morning, like rummaging around in the kitchen. <laughs> and, um, she was like, transferred. she's like looking for something, something to drink that wasn't water. Cause you know, like you need, you need some kind of flavor because your mouth is yeah. disgusting. And then <laughs> she came back in drinking. She like unearthed some cranberry juice from oh, somewhere. God. And she'd never, I don't think she had cranberry juice because she, oh, she, no. she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have had it had she known that like and she was like it's dry it's dry and she's like drinking it and it was drying her mouth out and it was just, it was so upsetting and I <laughs> and we Ding, it's so true no one ever warns you about cranberry juice it's gonna make you thirstier it's awful and then, so then we had to like get dressed and drive to Mackey D's and, like and this was in the pandemic obviously we were like we didn't even know if the drive throughs were open or what was going on yeah. she's just like I have to have it I have to have a Mackey D's and so we did and it was fine but it was not a good start to the day or a relationship, no. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, have you ever had to eat anything interesting as part of work? Well, or or <clears throat> has your work particularly ever affected how you eat? Yes, I I went. I used to work on cruise ships, right? Not um, <gasps> not as a. Uh, I, went, I was like, it was weird. I was like a puppeteer on a cruise ship, right? With my friend wow. Tom Clutterbuck. And we had this like act where... I know, just, do I know Tom? I think you do know Tom, yeah. He's a sweet pea. Um, yeah, he's a sweet pea. And he, yeah, so we were like this little puppet act. It was someone else's idea and they'd, they'd like, we'd, we were like the B team. And so while they were doing the good gigs, they were doing like Glastonbury and those other stuff. They'd like send us on these cruises and we only had to perform for half an hour a day. And in like the piazza, just to some like old, rich, weird Americans, not weird, but you know, cruisy Americans. And then for the rest of the time, it was, we could just do whatever we wanted. And the buffet and the restaurants like free for us. They treated us like guests. And so we started going to, first of all, we just hit the buffet, but that quickly loses its appeal because it's too, the the combination's too much, isn't it? It's too, it's like I'm having a bit of pizza and a prawn and some sushi and some fries and some, do you know what I mean? Like that actually sounds fine, but you know, you get my idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
actually sounds like a delicious salad meal. No, it's, it's when you've too... like, it's like day four where you're like, I'm going to have sagaloo next to like a sweet corn waffle. Like, Thank you. With, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So then we started going to like the more formal restaurants, which we'd avoided at first because it was a bit like of a sort of weird sit down dinner. And sometimes you had to wear like fancy clothes. But then we thought, you know what, we can we can do this. So we'd start going to the fancy restaurants. But because they're all free and you're you can just order whatever you want. So we started just going like not having like a starter, a main and a dessert, but being like, I would like the lobster and then the lamb. And just like having three mains in a row or having wow. like a main with a main on the side and just doing all this like off menu, insane shit. And I was so skint at the time. So I, I just graduated from uni. I was, it was it was so good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is there anything that you think demands to be eaten in a particular way with some kind of ritual? I am quite big into eating in the bath. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So I I have... Um, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is really weird. But like Mimi Cheddar's... Um, Lovely. ...in the bath. In a, so it's not like I will buy a bag of Mimi Cheddar's and have to go home and have them in the bath. But one of my biggest treats and, and pleasures in the world is a bath at about 6 p.m. and a, a drink like a lager or a white wine and yeah. a little bag of mini cheddars. One, It's like a multi-pack and I've got a little one. One, sometimes two, because you only get like three, three mini cheddars in a pack. I'll decant them into a lovely little bowl, like a little pink Oliver Bonas bowl. Lovely. <laughs> and then I'll have it on my it. bath tray. And um, it's just... It's just one of the best things in life. And I started like, whenever I have some food in the bath, I put it on Instagram and it gets, it gets so much more than like any of my achievements. Anything you've done for work. Any yeah. selfie, like <laughs> fucking anything. It's, it's always like, the way. It's, it's so bowl. annoying, isn't it? <laughs> it's so yeah. annoying. It's like, right, so that's my, that's my niche. But a little, yeah. a bath bomb as well, um, which oh, yes. is something quite like, 
I sort of do want to eat a bath bomb. You know what I mean? I do think they smell, <laughs> they a lot of them smell really tasty, don't they? They smell of pudding. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I um I had never eaten in the bath, which is a travesty, really. Like I had a, my dad would always have like two, three hour long baths, read a whole book. Um, just for the solitude, I think. But and he would smoke in the bath, but not eat. Like no one ever ate in the bath when I was growing up. So it's just not something I ever did until this relationship. And um, it's the first partner I've ever had. My girlfriend will run me a bath, whether I've like as a surprise, mm. and put a like a Kindle or a tablet, and then uh, or a book, and then uh, like a a gin and tonic and a bowl of dry roasted nuts or um, one of my favourites because it was so incom- there was a it was a fizzy water with orange squash in it or she's Scottish so she call it diluting juice and um, <laughs> I know such a long such a long long version of just squash could just yeah. say squash um, she's sticking with it and it's have, my now my son who's five calls it diluting juice and he says come on and he says uh, high school instead of secondary school so he'll have to work that unbelievable out. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, my favourite was when she made me one with fizzy water with orange squash in it, um, which is just like such a level up from normal squash. And um, I think I'd done a big workout. This is what had happened. And then she made me a, a plate of chopped up apple with like peanut butter on it. She How fucking cool is that? is perfection, living perfection. Yeah. So was, was but the first time were you a bit like, because huh? you, you weren't used to it. It's yeah. just sort of, well, thing. no, and also I don't really know how to manage it. So I'd get in there and be like, well, at this point, normally I'd relax. So I just found myself sort of, sort of trying to eat and drink really fast <laughs> so I could get rid of them and have a splashy relax. <laughs> like, uh, and I don't want to get any in here, but like, I've learned, I've learned to, um, You've learned I've learned that you to can love it. eat first and then play afterwards. <laughs> yes! Get my submarines out, my Hot Wheels cars. Um, <laughs> yeah, um... No, the first few baths she ran me, I took pictures of and sent to my friends going, fuck me, this is the partner I've been waiting for forever. And um, I've had to stop doing it because I f- it feels too gloating. I don't know anyone with goes out with someone who does anything that lovely. I'm, I'm very, I'm awash with gratitude, um, but still learning how to, um, how to manage work, the work life, the, the eat play balance yeah. in the bath. Um, in my, I've just moved house and we've got um, a, an accessible bath with a door. Uh, the previous owner of this house was, I think, had mobility issues, and um, I'm yet to have a sit down bath in it. You have to sit in it and wait for it to fill up while whilst you're in it. I but you're upright once that. you're in it, so I do wonder whether once I'm in it, perhaps there is the option of an even a, a banquet. <laughs> <laughs> Like a pig with an apple in its mouth. Like, yeah. Bring that in. But yeah. it, that must take so long to fill up and mm. must be quite unpleasant while it's filling up. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Have you ever had a patch where you ate the same thing every day? No, I, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm quite like, if I've had one thing, I want something, I, I probably don't want it again for ages. I'm not, like some people I think find a nice routine, don't they? They find comfort in in doing that. Um, and I don't really, I like variety. Although <laughs> actually I'm sort of lying. One day, but this wasn't, this wasn't because I wanted to do it. I, I, got a, I got a Thai takeaway from my local Thai. And it was, I always over order because 
I'm wonderful. And I so yeah. I, I like did an order for about three people, but it was just it was just for me and I had a bit of everything and it was lovely. And then because I had so much left over, like the next day I I wanted I was gonna have it again, right? I don't want to throw yeah. out. So I had it again. But I it wasn't quite right. I needed a few extra things. So then I got like I went back to the tie just to get like another rice and another starter just to sort yep. of stuff. So then I had this like rolling tie scenario that lasted Amazing. for three days where I was sort of topping up um yeah. which was which was really quite wonderful and i felt like i'd been like really good at not wasting even though i'd also <laughs> bought new food every day but i didn't yeah. waste any of it i love that though i've done exactly the same thing but with indian food i've never yeah. done it with thai food but where you've gone right well there's enough of that for t- well it's not quite enough actually i'll just get i'll just get Spring rolls. some yeah I'll, yeah totally yeah I'll ju- I'll ju- yeah i'll just get maybe yeah a puri I'll just get yeah oh god that's reminded me of that Indian meal we had in Esther that was amazing it was so good and um, like my mum and dad never got takeaways when we were growing up and I've so really? there's a part of me that still thinks that it's like sort of naughty or indulgent to have a takeaway so I'm like I'm sort of re having to like still rewire myself to be like it's all right you're a grown-up with the debit card you can get a takeaway like sometimes four nights a week and that's fine like yeah it's absolutely fine yeah, it's nothing to do with morals. It's nothing it's with morals. detachment. Did you think, would your parents doing that because they believed that takeaways were unhealthy or because you lived somewhere where there weren't many in the countryside or something or a combination of that? Or do you know what their motivations were for not having takeaways when you were a kid? I think they were just quite like, they were real like thrifty, thrifty boys. And yeah, my mum was play. very like, well, we've got some lentils, so we're fine. Yeah. And yeah. she she was amazing, you know, like she'd always cook from scratch, but... I don't know. I think it was just like a, a, a sort of money thing. Just like let's yeah. let's let's not let's not be dicks about it. And uh, I respect that, but I do not adhere to it in my yeah. life at all. Now I'm just like it, I love it. I, there's nothing better than having a little scroll through the takeaway menus. Yeah. No, of course. And now we've got them like so many different options just on various apps an absolute game changer it is quite funny when they come through the door now isn't it because you're like really yeah. are people are people still doing old this? school that poor old, old tree no need for that yeah um it's funny isn't it I, I i absolutely love getting takeaways but i still i couldn't i've got this like there's definitely something in me that's like not too often <gasps> or you're some kind of failure yeah. I don't think actually, I mean, I met, I listed things. And I think my reasoning for that these days is nothing to do with health, nothing to do with money, maybe a bit to do with money because you're like, don't, who do you think you are? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's yeah. a bit of that. But m- more a kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's like, no, if you're, su- if you're doing, if you're behaving in the way you hope for yourself, then you're cooking all the time. You don't need to have takeaways all the time. But actually, this is not how life works, is it? It's Sometimes not really. really fucking busy. Yeah, and I think that's okay. I have exactly the same thing. Like, in, I suppose I, I think I've got this like narrative that like a really, it's really a good day is when I at like five pm I like cook this aubergine that I bought at the farmers market the previous day, and it's but like and that's fine if I didn't have a job that would be yeah that would totally. be my life. And on like I'm a exactly weekend, the same, but also that. that attitude to me. For, for me has led to some fucking disastrous meals for everyone that have just made us all sad uh, yeah. I, I did I mass, I've ruined an aubergine I followed a recipe but like did a Hasselback aubergine that had like mozzarella and basil tucked in all the slices and it's fucking crap 
I, whenever I have a fancy aubergine day, because I love aubergine, it's probably my favorite, it's Me like my too. favorite, it's my party veg, you know what I mean? Like broccoli's my yeah. everyday, aubergine's my party veg. And, but I can't cook it. Like I can't, I, I like always look at a fancy recipe. I don't, what's going on with us? Like it's, it's. We can't, what, if there, perhaps we're missing a sort of, uh, a link in the brain or something. I, th- <laughs> I think so. It's like, link. you know, some people can't like, don't like coriander. Maybe it's yeah. like, we some can't cook aubergine. Can't aubergine. <laughs> yeah. yeah it tastes, I can sometimes cook it, but if you're, if it's anything that requires it to be whole or yeah. in big bits, Same. or even just roasted whole to get the innards out to make a bubble ganoush, it will come out like, um, well, furn- more furniture than the space food we ate. It, it's like solid sponge. It's just not cooked. <laughs> and it's not to do with time. It's not to do with oil. I don't know what it it's, is. And it's not to do with salt. We could you know, be cursed. I think we're cursed. I think mm. someone's put a hex on both of us. Fucking just bastards. Us. <laughs> fucking bastards. Maybe there's more people out there, though. Who knows? Yeah. Get in touch. Well, <laughs> listeners, write in. <laughs> we want to know if we're not alone. I'm being a regular fucker-upper. Over love aubergine. Disp- and good on us for still loving the aubergine. Party veg. One good of the on best us. turns of phrase I've ever met. Is that so? What's yours then? So you've got to do, you, I do it with cheese as well. So you've got to do your everyday. Mm. You can only have two for life your everyday right. and your party. So, so like for cheese, obviously most people go for like cheddar as their everyday. That's the wrong answer, but they do. And oh. then party is like a camembert or something. So, yeah. What's your veg and what's your cheese? Okay, this is brilliant. So, okay, everyday veg. Oh, I think I'm going to go spinach. Lovely. Lovely. Um, And party veg. Oh, it's hard not to just copy and say aubergine, I have to say. Especially with the hex. Uh, Yeah. Got to do it. Oh, it's just such a great veg. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was going to say that or fennel. <gasps> Whoa, are you serious? Curveball, but that I'm is into wild. it. Yeah, so wow. into it. But no, it's aubergine. Okay, good. Um, f- cheese, everyday cheese. Oh, it's okay. You, you can say cheddar. Answer. Like it's that is not the wrong answer. It's just quite a common answer. But that's I shouldn't be judgmental. So it can the be cheddar. The problem is my other choice would be halloumi. Yeah. But I think that halloumi grates badly. It does. And that that opens cheddar up yeah. to being more versatile. That's fine. I'm sorry that I prejudged you for it, and I, I'll take yes. I take that back. I do, I think I was showing off. <laughs> so go for, go for cheddar. <laughs> okay, cheddar, and then party. I'm going bleu de verne. Oh, have you ever had it? No. It's like a soft, but really, it's really creamy, but really strong blue cheese from France. Lovely. I knew you'd be tell a blue cheese yours. guy. Like you, you know, you can. I think you can just tell. Like I knew when I met my girlfriend Grace that she was not going to be a blue cheese guy. I knew yeah. she was going to be into like Mackey D's and not blue cheese. That's good. right. <laughs> in a good way. In a good down to earth. Yeah. Down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a blue cheese guy, by the way. Just so you know, I'm not yeah. slagging you off. Okay, um, great. So mine are uh, my everyday's better. Um, Lovely. And my party is uh, is yeah. I think my party's camembert. Like you know when you yeah. melt it and all of that shit and dip stuff in it and you're just having oh, the time great. of your life. 
My mum's best friend Mo got me one of the best gifts I've ever received, and it's like because I, the amount of times I bought a fet, uh, a camembert to bake, and then set fire to the wooden outer yes. outer rim, or just put it in and have it sort of either crack a plate or drip through this. She bought me a proper dish to bake mm. a camembert in, and that's, that's changed the life of me and every guest I've had since. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's not, when you know Great you're choices. real. You're such a grown up, aren't you? If you've got a dish for camembert, that's so wonderful. Yeah. And do you put a sprig of um, thyme or rosemary on yours before you? Who do you and think like you're a, dealing with? Of course, I fucking do. Of course, she fucking does. And maybe like a a, a quenelle of some kind of spicy chutney. Is that yes. what you're looking at? And maybe yeah. like drizzle even a bit of honey on sometimes. Oh fuck on. But Fuck one time, on. can I tell you, like, something very upsetting happened. I was making dinner for my friend, um, I'm going to name him, my friend Nathan. And uh, and I brought a camembert uh, to have as, uh, I, I was going to do it after, actually. I know it's like you'd normally do it as a starter, but I was going to do it afterwards with some nice red wine and some bread and whatever. And he okay. he just made this like, incredibly bold decision to like take over the camembert and be like, oh, yeah, we, we saw some people do this thing the other day. You'll love it. You'll love it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And so he gets the camembert, he saws it in half, like down the middle, and he spreads pesto over it, puts it back together and like puts it in the oven. And I, I'm i not saying that that couldn't be enjoyable to some people, but like I don't love pesto from a jar in that way. Pesto's got its own thing going on. And I was, yeah. it was, it was fine, but it just wasn't what I had intended. I had a special chat. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot. And Nathan, I haven't really... Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. <laughs> you fucked that. I haven't forgiven him. Um, no. I should probably talk I. to him. No, and you shouldn't. Yeah. I hope this is how he finds out. <laughs> he ruined that night for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pedestrianisation goes mad. Step counting becomes compulsory and everyone starts walking all day and all night. Every single possible space gets turned into a walking space only. At first it's funny and older people talk constantly about um, pedestrianisation gone mad, pollution dwindles and we're all happy but eventually it does go mad and people are walking all over each other trampling pets and it's shocking news for babies and any other creature without legs um, who not only is squashed to death by walkers all day but can't even move now because the earth becomes a terrible walk-only zone. Luckily Everything has agreed to go back to sensible, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, do nine million handshakes without a break, all whilst wearing the mask from the mask, which has got no hole in it round the mouth. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Your reward is a place in history as a woman who saved us all from death by walking. Uh, You are like lauded like a god forever that is your real reward but your reward in the moment and bearing in mind you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier because the old mask situation and those handshaking take ages um is the feast of your dreams (laughs) so i'd love to know in a situation where you couldn't be happier or hungrier um and in a fantasy situation where nothing has any consequence or has to even be possible, what you would eat, what you would drink, and if there's a who with and where, who with and where. And I will also add the caveat, because you sound similar to me in the sense that there are lots of things that bring you great joy from an eating perspective, but they are all in a state of constant flux. Mm. And mm, that I should caveat this with whatever you answer now, me and everyone who sells in this podcast understands it's only your answer now. 
And were I to have asked you in five minutes, you could have given a completely different answer and that would have been fine. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. Um, what a question. Um, I am going to say <laughs> it's going to be lobster. It's going to be like, not. Yes. it's going to be a lobster at the centre of a, a, sea, a seafood platter. Just thinking about it all, you know, just your big prawns, but not prawn balls, because um, I'm not hung over in this <laughs> scenario. No, you have them tomorrow in this scenario. I'll have scenario, them tomorrow, 100%. Imagine, yeah. These are fresh prawns. It's just it's just garlic butter everywhere, and there's a big lobster at the heart of it all. There's sl- little small bowls of fries. I don't know why I can't have one. I want They're everywhere. Yeah, um, and lovely. salad and mayonnaise, but like such an incredibly high quality mayonnaise, oh. like French. It's like mm. homemade by a French, a French person. Oh, and, God, yeah. And the bread, the like soft, warm, white bread just mm. going on forever. That's what I'm having. And I'm having it. On like the Isles of Scilly, <laughs> oh, with like white sands, a sunset, um, and and I'm. Do I have to say who I'm with? <laughs> did, did yeah, you, you don't have to have anyone there. Um, I am there. I am allowing my girlfriend to be there, but I've Great. I've said, can we both be listening to a separate podcast? <laughs> so oh, that lovely. I can just focus a bit on the food. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because she does like oh, to totally. talk and. Would I just like to just have a little moment? Do you know what I mean? Or maybe yeah, we're watching some t- television. Um, yes. But we but we've got our headphones on and like for, because she's got like sticky garlic hands, she's not allowed to pause it and be like yeah. chatting about what's just happened. It's you know. no 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 yeah hundred percent. And I just sorry, can I just get a little bit more detail on the fries? Yes, they are thin, but they're not yeah. shoestring. I don't. Okay. I had shoestring fries recently. It was like, oh no, that's that's not a, not at all what I want. But they are fries. No. They're just some Great. classic fries, and they're pre-salted Great. in a big vat, so the salt's oh, equally yeah. distributed, and yeah, they're yeah, in yeah, the bowls. Yeah. So I don't have to put my own salt on. It's all fine. No. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what's that's what's happening. And the mayonnaise is in ramekins, but big ramekins. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's borderline bowl ramekin. Basically, that's a lovely. That's a mayonnaise. very wonderful image. Thank you for giving me that. What an answer. Fucking hell. <laughs> Happy yes. days. My God. Whatever comes later dinner wise is going to be sad, isn't it? It's Following be that, th- I love it. I can't wait to read um, Lights, Planets, People. And um, thanks for doing this. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Mmm, delicious. What a delightful guest. Oof, we got on like a house on fire. Um, I think Molly's really brilliant. Um, follow her on Instagram, molly.nailer, N-A-Y-L-O-R. And her new graphic novel is out now. It's called Lights, Planets, People. And you can get it from the publishers and there is a link in the podcast notes. Why don't you come and see me do some stand-up? I am working up new material. It takes me a very long time to work up really polished new material. Anyway, I am working very hard on that right now. Um, I am in Camden in North London every single Monday throughout October and November. Be an absolute pleasure to have you there. Uh, Do visit the podcast notes if anything piqued your interest in the uh, course of that conversation you just heard. Um, I make podcast notes with 
um, links put in capitals. So it's nice and easy to find a bit more information about some of the stuff I'm on about, including things like mm, how to become a patron of Hoovering um, or how to get hold of Molly's brilliant new graphic novel. Feel free to support the podcast with five star reviews. Um, feel free to write beautiful sort of recommendations here, there and everywhere. Write in people's faces if you want. It's allowed again now. Um, follow the podcast. We're at the Hoovering Pod on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'm afraid I'm too old to use any of the other social media platforms. <laughs> Nothing more to say on that, really. Follow me at Jessica Fosterkey. I love it when you get in touch with me. If you've got anything longer than a tweet to send me, like you want to email me, you can do that through my website. And that's also where you'll find links to buy tickets to any live work that I've got coming up. JessicaFosterQ.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.